0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th tanner hendrickson i'm brandon kylie right now we're happy to go out to the brown and crouppen celebrity line to be joined by john Denton, cardinals insider for mlb.com you can follow him i'm sure you already are at john Denton 555 we always appreciate his time here on the show john hope you're having yourself a happy holiday season enjoy your new year's eve tomorrow night how you doing today
1: i'm doing great thanks for having me
0: absolutely always happy to have you on so let's let's look back a little bit before we start looking forward What have you made of the Cardinals offseason thus far? It's pretty easy to discuss because there's basically been one significant move with Wilson (laughs) Contreras, but what have you made of what they have and what they decided not to do thus far?
1: Yeah, you know, we kind of got some rumblings, uh, you know, John John Mozilla said they were going to spend more money, which they did, but, you know, we kind of got rumblings after that that there wasn't going to be maybe as much spending as the fans hoped. You know, I I know the fans hoped that they were – going to get in the sweepstakes for those four superstar shortstops but that never really was a reality i mean we knew all along that the number one number one uh, option that they had to had to fill was was getting a catcher and you know they did that they got the best catcher on the market uh they didn't want to go five years but they kind of had to kind of forced into that uh so so they filled their number one spot you know they still need a left-handed bat they still need uh you know, a little more sh- uh, swinging mess out of the bullpen, and and those things haven't happened yet, which is a, a small surprise, not a big surprise, but a small surprise. But, you know, I, I still think there could be some movement in the trade market uh, to to kind of fill those two extra needs of uh, left-handed bat and uh you know more swinging mess out of the bullpen.
2: Do you think, John, that that could be a big trade for the Cardinals, or are you thinking maybe that's just kind of like an asset or a complementary piece trade by the Cardinals?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would think it'd be more of a complimentary piece you know maybe you move it for a minor leaguer in the system uh you know i i know that you know john mozellick said there's actually a lot of uh interest in paul de young and yeah. uh, you know, i know that that surprises a lot of people he's had his struggles the last couple of years but you know teams are looking at the cost of, of an everyday shortstop uh there's a lot of teams that have holes to fill after losing their shortstop so uh, you know, maybe you move him, maybe you look at moving uh, Dakota Hudson, maybe you look to see at the, uh, you know, the trade market for a guy like Tyler O'Neill. The, the Dodgers are looking for a center fielder after losing Bellinger. So, you know, there's two or three teams that are still looking for a center fielder. Maybe you, maybe you shop Dylan Carlson, maybe you shop Tyler O'Neill. see what you can get back for those guys. So, you know, if you're going to fill those last two needs, it's probably going to come by trade now.
2: John, looking at that free agent market, do you feel like the Cardinals missed an opportunity to sign somebody?
1: You know it's they're very happy with Tommy Edmond, like i and they love Tommy Edmond. I love Tommy Edmond. I think he's actually one of the three or four most valuable players on the team. but you know, I just feel like you know ten years from now, five years from now, you look at the people that were in the shortstop class last year, look at the players in the shortstop class this year. Uh, you know, Tommy Edmund can play anywhere on the field. I, I just think at some point the Cardinals are going to regret not being more seriously involved in those. Those are two like transfer transformational, you know, once in a lifetime type classes that they didn't they didn't really pursue to fill that need. Like we all know, Tommy Edmund can play. He can play second base. He can play third. But you know, he can play anywhere you need him. Uh, he, he he's a solid shortstop and he's a great player and he's going to get paid but i think they're going to re- look back and regret not getting involved in those two star-studded shortstop
0: classes. John Denton is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Always appreciate his time. Uh, John, one of the other things that a lot of Cardinals fans were hoping for this off-season was a number one starting pitcher that they could rely upon going into the uh, there's no question about it. That guy is your opening day starter. They clearly don't have that. They didn't get that this off-season. Now, there's hope that Jack Flaherty can get back to what he was previously. If he doesn't, and this is where I think it kind of goes back to that shortstop conversation you were just having. Do you think that there's a belief the Cardinals could acquire that guy at the deadline or will acquire him next offseason by paying the freight when it comes to the money? It's going to cost a lot to go get that number one starter. Do they have the stomach for that in your mind?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see the Cardinals ever doing that. I mean, just, you know, look at their history. They don't give 200, 300 million dollar contracts. Like it's just never happened. Uh, you know, Albert Pujols was the, possibly the greatest 11 year run in, in baseball history and they wouldn't give him 240 million. So, you know, it, it, the, the franchise just doesn't do that. They believe in draft and develop. They believe they have enough pitching. Like they don't have the number one horse. But they think over, you know, they have the kind of pitching that can, that you know, that can can take them in the playoffs because they have enough guys. They may not have that A guy, but they've got four Bs or that sort of thing. They think Flaherty has the potential to get back to being that guy. Uh, Miles Michaelis had a great year. He didn't have a great record, but he had a phenomenal year. I, I think they're going to try to lock him up. This, uh, you know, during spring training, I think they may talk to Jack about locking him up. They want to lock up. Jordan Montgomery for the years to come, but you know they're just not going to be the team that spends forty three million dollars on a Justin Verlander. They're not going to be the team that spends thirty seven million dollars a year on a Jacob DeGrom. I just, you know, I know that's nice and I know it makes for a good Twitter fodder, Mm -hmm. but they're just never going to be the franchise that does that.
2: John, do you feel like that's the area that the Cardinals might be putting too much stock in for this season is the pitching that they have in place? Or do you feel like that that pitching that they have can live up to expectation this season?
1: I think they're strong there. I think I think with good health, I think they're actually okay in pitching. You know, of course they need an ace. What team doesn't need an ace? But like we talked about, they're not going to spend $300 million on a pitcher. They're not going to spend $38 million a year on a pitcher. But I think what they have is good enough to get them to the playoffs, uh, you know, if Flaherty hits, if Montgomery, you know, capitalizes on a good first season, and then, you you know, Wayne is going to fight. Wayne going to be better this year. Uh, Miles Michaels had a phenomenal year. Hit, You know, with a few swings and misses in different places, he could have been a 16, 17 game winner. He, he pitched really well. He lost to a bunch of aces. Um, I, I think they're okay in pitching wise. I think they need more swing and miss. They need more. They need a, a swing guy to help them get to the back end of their bullpen. But I actually think, I'm, I'm under the belief that they have enough pitching. You know, no, they don't have that one big name, that one ace that you can count on. But I think that their depth is better than, you know, most of the teams in the National League.
0: John, what do you find most interesting about the Cardinals going into the calendar year 2023?
1: I, I'm fascinated about how the outfield situation is going to play out. You know, we all know Tyler O'Neal has a ton of potential but it's, it's make or break for Tyler. You know, Tyler didn't get the long term contract he wanted coming off a, a career year two years ago. Uh, then he lost his arbitration case. He hurt his shoulder. He hurt his wrist. He hurt his hamstring twice. It's kind of make or break for Tyler O'Neill. It may be make or break for Dylan Carlson. You know, I, I really think, and I wrote the other day, I think Dylan Carlson is going to be the breakout player of the year. Dylan Carlson is too talented to struggle the way he did last season. Uh, you know, he didn't hit lefties last year, or, or he didn't hit left-handed last year, which is rare for him. It was a, it was a, a fluky type year where he's hit righties his whole career at every level, and he didn't hit them last year. So, uh, you know, and then you got the Jordan Walker factor. Like Jordan Walker is going to get to play every day in spring training. He may lead the team in then bats and in the innings in spring training. They want him to win the job. And Ali Barmal said, you know, at the winter meetings, he said, "Hey, I want to see how Tyler O'Neill responds to this." 20-year-old, six-foot-five guy coming to take his job. I want to see how Dylan Carlson responds to that. So, you know, I, I think spring training is going to be fascinating to see how the outfield plays out.
2: John, what are your expectations this season for Jordan Walker?
1: I think he's going to be the right fielder for the next 12 years. I think he's going to be the everyday outfielder for now until, you know, 10, 12 years from now. I think he's going to be a kid. He's never going to be that 40, 45, 50 home run guy, but he's going to be a guy who hits 300, who hits 20 home runs, who steals 15 to 20 bases. Uh, He's got a cannon for an arm out there. I think he's going to take advantage of it. I mean, talking to the kid, he's 20 going on like 32. He has that kind of maturity. He has two wonderful parents. He's very mature. He's very intelligent. He's almost a can't-miss kid. And I think he's going to get the shot and I think he's going to show up and take advantage of it. And I think he's going to win the everyday job in, in right field. And then the Cardinals are going to decide which one of these outfielders do we want to trade? Do we want to trade Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newtbar, Dylan Carlson? I think he's going to, I think the kid is going to win a for uh, an opening day job. And then they're going to take one of those outfielders and trade them for maybe more pitching.
0: When you look at pitchers that make sense for this team, John, I, I feel like we've been talking about specifically Pablo Lopez for like three years in St. Louis. Is that the kind of guy that you, you look at and you're like, okay, eventually that's the kind of deal. Maybe even if it's not specifically Pablo Lopez, that name, that's the kind of deal that will end up making sense for the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he makes sense because he, he, he throws that, that crazy change up. He throws a sinker. He keeps the ball down. He keeps the ball in the ballpark. I mean, uh, think about it. Uh, Quintana lined up perfectly for the Cardinals. because He threw a hard sinker. He kept the ball down. He only gave up one home run after being traded. Jordan uh, Jordan Montgomery lines up for St. Louis. Like, he's perfect for Bush Stadium. He keeps the ball down. He throws a hard sinker. He's not afraid to throw his fastball on the inside. You know, guys who can, who can stay away from the home run ball, guys who can make the defense work for them, that's the Cardinals' profile. They like tall guys. They like athletic guys. And they like guys who don't walk guys, you know. They want you to work fast. They want you to pitch to contact and use your defense. I mean, they have the best defense in in baseball. They've had it for three or four years. But they could use, you know, they still could use a more swing and miss guy out of the bullpen. Uh, But, but, you know, for the most part, like a Pablo Lopez works out perfectly because he doesn't walk guys. He pitches to contact and he keeps the ball in the ballpark.
0: Final question for John Denton of MLB.com, joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Appreciate his time. John, out of these three players, who do you think will have the best season in 2023? Obviously, pure speculation, but just out of curiosity. Nolan Gorman, Newt Barr, or Juan Yepes? Out of those three, Gorman, Newt, and Yepes, who do you think will have the best year in 2023?
1: I would say Lars Newt Bar. Like Lars Newt Barr is so incredibly hungry, and, you know, wants to be great. He has all the attributes. You know, there are guys who are, like, high energy, and they talk all the time, and they're so annoying. But then there's Lars Newtbar whose energy is just so infectious. And everybody in that locker room is pulling for him. Everybody likes him. Everybody, you know, he's the one guy who can get Paul Goldschmidt to double over in laughter. Like, that's, that's no big <laughs> thing. Like, he's the one guy in that room who can get him to laugh. He's the one guy in there who can make fun of Goldschmidt and get away with it. And then, like, look at last year, the All-Star break. The kid landed and went and hit balls. And then he woke up the next morning and had batting practice. Then he drove to Orange County and had batting practice with, with Nolan Arenado. That's when he came back a different player the second half. And I think he, he broke into that top 100 in exit velocity last year. Like, he hit the ball really hard, and he also – you know, didn't swing at bad pitches. He was one of their best walk rate guys over the second half of the season. That's why he made for such a good on, uh, a good leadoff hitter. So I think a lot of things are lining up. Like he's hitting that prime of his career where he's gone down and he knows what it takes to succeed at this level. So I, I really think big things are coming for Lars Newpar. That may be as the starting right fielder. That may be as the starting center fielder. Uh, but I think he's got enough attributes that he's going to have a big season.
0: He's John Denton. Always appreciate his time. Love seeing him out of the ballpark. Excited to be able to do that again this upcoming season. You can find his work over at MLB.com. Be sure to be following him as well on Twitter at John Denton555. John, have yourself a very happy new year tomorrow. And we will hopefully, hopefully, we'll be talking with you again soon.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Happy new year.